Well, welcome everyone to Atari Cade 5200, a subsidiary of the Atari 5200 Super Community Podcast. Well, that's a mouthful. <laughs> As always, we have Mr. Matthew Daly, journalist extraordinaire. Hey, everyone. How you doing? We have Mr. Michael D'Angelo. Hey, guys. How you doing? He's a lush. And we also have <laughs> Mr. Rick Reynolds. Rick is I here. am back. He's back. Is he singing? And of course, I'm here, <laughs> Willie. Oh, yes. Yes. Did you bring your singing voice, Rick? Um, it comes with me, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> we instituted a new policy last show that you missed. You missed two in a mm -hmm. row. You have to sing a little bit of I'm a Little Teapot. So, are you ready? I noticed that I wasn't there to, ver to vote on that new policy that was put <laughs> in place. Nope. nope. So, get ready. Let's get you in tune here. <laughs> okay. Go for it. What note is that, though? Like, where is that supposed to be on the scale? Anything you want, man. Mm, when we start there, I'm. Right. Uh, I, need, I feel like I need the, the key or something. I'm just not. Um, <clears throat> I'm a little teapot, short and stout. Is that enough? No! <laughs> Do the whole thing, come on! I'm a little teapot, short and stout. Here is my handle and here is my spout. That's cool. <laughs> my yes. goodness, that's, yes. that was way better than I could have done. It sounds like know. Lumiere almost from uh, the Walt Disney movie, Beauty of the Beast. <laughs> oh! Be our guest. Be our guest. Put our service to the test. All right. <laughs> so, before we get started, do you have something you want to say, Mr. Michael D'Angelo? You went to a certain uh, party recently. Oh, yeah. I went to the uh, Tardy, Tari Party East. At, uh, it's, it's the second annual one uh, with at uh, Bill Lang hosts. And had a, had a great time. This was uh, two weeks ago. And uh, I think it was about 30-something people showed up throughout the Ooh. day. And, yeah, it was, it, was, it was a great time. A lot of, uh, a lot of Atari playing, arcade playing. Um, I brought – I didn't have to bring my 5200 this year, which I was happy about. <laughs> yeah, he had a 5200 there, so I didn't have to <laughs> unhook mine. Yay. But I did bring my uh, – I brought my Master Play. I brought my Atari Max. Ooh. And uh, – he had a uh, one nice thing. He he had the um, uh, Castle Crisis. Homebrew. Oh yes, the Warlords game. Yeah, Warlords. Oh man, that was that's a lot of fun. Isn't that incredible? So I I played that. I played that on the fifty two hundred and on the eight bit with the paddles, and that was that was a lot of fun. And I also discovered uh, Zari Arena on the fifty two hundred, which was a lot of fun. Yeah, I don't think I've played that. That's a prototype, if I remember right. Correct, yep. Yeah, I don't think I've ever played that yet. What, what kind of game is that? So, imagine Super Breakout, but the bricks are vertical and on both sides. Oh. And two players. Now, are you sure the bricks were on the side? You know, you could have been laying on the floor from drinking too much. I, I could have been, but <laughs> I was pretty sober that day. He's in, he's giving me a run for the money, man. Uh, I got to stay off eBay when I'm drinking. <laughs> <laughs> Did 
Did you almost become a proud owner of a there was 2500. Yeah, were you bidding on that 2500? Oh, a few times, yeah. Did you see how much it went for? Uh, yeah, I did. Wow. That's incredible. I think no. you would have been uh in trouble if you bought that. <laughs> <laughs> for us uh for us, you know, peripheral to the Atari scene, uh, can you tell, what's the 2500? So the 2500 was a a prototype of the 2600 with built-in controllers. So it was a paddle and joystick controller. And I think there was only one or two made. And it, I think basically it was an Atari Junior inside of it, just for the prototype. But uh, it went for over $10,000 on eBay. Oh, holy yeah. cow. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> it was cool to see a picture of it, though. That was pretty yeah, cool. Really cool. I, I I would I would love to see that and, and play that hands on. So, Rick, since you were gone yes. for so long, <laughs> what have you yes. been doing fifty two hundred wise? Nothing. Uh, well, you know it it um it got put into a, a room. And uh, along with all my other consoles, uh, while we re- re- uh, redid the basement, and then it got moved back to the basement <laughs> into a nice, you know, spot. Now it's got its own little shelf, and it looks so nice up there. What shelf's um, it on? Uh, it's in the rightmost column, second or third down from the top, I think. So, so kind of in the middle. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it needs to move up a couple. Well it's, well, it's kind of more, you know, more noticeable, I think, just a little bit below eye level, you know, so it's got kind of a primo spot there, I think. No, I wanted to look down upon the other consoles and go, <laughs> <laughs> anyway. We'll, uh, we'll move the, we'll move the uh, pinball, the Atari pinball down a, down a slot and move that one in place. And, yeah, I'm looking forward to visiting sometime to see that awesome setup you've got. Yeah, it has, it has consumed me for a couple of months. So. Oh, yeah. It's like, where's Rick? I don't know. Let me see Rick. No, he's gone. I saw man. the I saw the photos online. Look really sweet. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm pretty jealous, Rick. I, yeah, I had, to, <laughs> I had to share that photo because no, he's too good to share photos with us. Yeah, right. <laughs> screw you, people. <laughs> Did you guys see the upcoming Mister Do port to the 5200? It's going to be available at the Portland Retro Gaming Expo. I did. Um, I, I think that looks amazing, and that's a Mister Do's a pretty great game. So, eh. oh my god, I'm glad to see it come out. I wish I could go to, to the well, Retro Gaming Expo and get it, but I, I it'll wish, be available soon enough. I wish I could too, but Al says it'll be available in November, so I'm just going to order yeah. it from Atari. I accused Al of harassing me because he knows I love Mister Do, and he keeps posting <laughs> these pictures of this thing. I, I think he's trying to harass me, man. <laughs> I was like, dude, no. man, at least let me do a beta test. I didn't get a chance even to beta test the dang thing. It's like, rats. I was too late to <laughs> yeah, the Yeah, I didn't even see that till, uh, till it was too late to do it. Yeah. Oh, well. Is this, is this a from scratch thing, or is this... No, um... no it's, it was available from, I believe, Datasoft on a disk for the Atari 800 computer systems. Okay, okay. And it was just, I think it was just there. ported over to the 5200. But it's a really nice version of the game, and uh, it looks really good. Cool. So I'm definitely going to pick one up. So eventually, when the rest of y'all gets yours, we'll do an actual episode of Mr. Do for the 5200. 
absolutely. All right. But no yeah. rush, no rush to go out and buy it. Just whenever you get around to it, you know. <laughs> hint, hint. Wink. Rick. Hmm? <laughs> I'll probably see it there. I'll be I'll be at PRGE, so <gasps> Oh, nice. Oh, what? Okay. I'm going to Did Rick just say he'd buy a solo one? Your mission, I'm sorry. if you decide to accept it, Mr. Reynolds, <laughs> yes. is to buy me a copy of Mr. Do for the 5200. All right. I I, like I said, I should be able to do that. to no end while you're out there <laughs> until I actually see a picture of that in your hand saying, this is for you, Willie. Then I'll stop harassing you. I will call okay. you. I will wait till you're asleep <laughs> in the middle of the night. Where's my game? <laughs> He's like, man, I came back to this. What is wrong? I know. <laughs> oh, so weird. They miss the they... shows. <laughs> also, uh, the Atari Flashback Three Collection. It's coming out real soon for the PS4, the Xbox One. I don't know if it's out for the PC yet. I think it's been released over in Europe because I had a a viewer of Arcade USA comment that they got it. And it has a lot of neat arcade ports on there, along with 5,200 games. Now, I am very, very excited about this. Mainly because it has Star Raiders in the collection. Mm-hmm. Now, if this is the true 5,200 5, port of Star Raiders, that means it's going to be supporting the analog stick, which is my absolute favorite version of Star Raiders to play, is on the 5,200. Now... I have it on my PS4 to play. I think it's pretty awesome. Nice. I'm, I'm really curious about this. Uh, oh yeah. So, so I I went online and it, yeah, it does look like it was released already in Europe. Did the feedback you received? Did they did they talk about the gameplay? They said it was really nice. Said it was really, really? good. Yeah. So, so I'm, there's I'm a pretty I'm pretty uh, excited about it. There's a version coming out for the Nintendo Switch. Yes. Which is, yeah. Yeah. Which, ah. it's actually all three volumes in yep. one. So they're just calling it the Atari Flashbacks Classics oh. Switch. It's 150 games. And what's nice about the Switch version is you can use the touch screen for yeah. some of the games. Oh, yeah. So, for example, Centipede, Millipede. Uh, and it's and what's nice is it's going to have three versions of Centipede: the arcade, the twenty six hundred, and the fifty two hundred. Same with Millipede, uh, Missile Command. It's going to have the uh, same thing: all three versions: the arcade, twenty six, and fifty two hundred. It's also going to have a lot of the fifty two hundred prototypes. So miniature golf that we discussed uh, hey, be a couple couple months ago. <laughs> the twenty six hundred and the fifty two hundred version. And the unreleased version of Asteroids for the 5200. So oh, it's going to yeah. be very interesting. Yeah, this uh, is, is yeah, going to really be tempted. This, this may be get me tempted to buy a Nintendo Switch. <laughs> yeah. Now, those games are going to be on the Volume 3 as well. That's right. But yeah, but this is but, for on the yeah. go, man. I can't take my PS4 yeah. on the plane, yeah. dude. <laughs> <laughs> and they, for the most part, will support online play. Ooh, I don't know. Yeah. If, I don't know if you've tried this at all. I, I I have Volume 1 and Volume 2 for Xbox One. But every time I try to play online, nobody's available. Yeah, so, I, I had yeah. that problem with the PS4 one. <laughs> Let's go around. Okay, who's got a Nintendo Switch? I do. Who's I that? do. Who's and that? I do. Wait, wait. 
All three of them. <laughs> Wait a minute. I'm the odd man out. Oh, that's oh you don't have one? Freaking typical. Story of my life. <laughs> odd man out. So you all, so I, I, all I, got a Nintendo Switch. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yep. Here we go. I will go buy a Nintendo Switch. We'll buy this game. All of us need to buy this game, and we'll do some online play videos. Sounds good. That'd be great. Oh, especially yeah, Warlords. Oh, does it have? So it has. Yeah. War, well, it has Warlords Arcade and Warlords Twenty Six Hundred. Does it have Castle Crisis? No, not Castle Crisis, but it does have Warlords Ar- Arcade. Okay, Warlords. Um. Has st- both versions of Star Raiders, yeah. Oh yeah, I'm really excited about that. So, so it has quite a few 5200 games. It has all the real sports games. I don't care about those. Yeah, neither do I. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, it has that has that Zari Arena on it, so we could Zari Arena. Yep. Oh yeah. Oh, this is gonna work out really good for the podcast. <laughs> awesome. So the funny thing about the Switch is, I bought it about. Oh, a year and a half ago, yeah. I was going to give it to my kids for their birthday. Yeah, <laughs> they I haven't cry. received it yet. I hear that <laughs> going to. Oh, you're a bad father. How could you? Well, because I bought it at release, and at the time there really wasn't. My kids are eight, so there, there really wasn't that many games out for it, other than uh, Zelda. Yeah. So I'm like, ah, let me hold on to it till some of the Mario games came out, and then. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, I'm Sorry, it little Susie, it's mine yeah. now. They might get it this year for Christmas. Oh, here's your used Nintendo Switch. <laughs> I'm gonna polish your it two, off. Your two-year-old Nintendo Switch. Michael will be sitting there trying to put the tape back on, put it back in this little plastic baggie. <laughs> yeah. Look at that! Don't, that little scratch—that's custom. <laughs> that makes it unique. I did the same with the Wii U, so. Just ignore those those the beer bottle stains on the side there. <laughs> Lush. Anyway, this brings up an interesting topic. I think it'd be kind of cool to discuss. We have, we see all these Atari flashbacks out. You know the twenty six hundred Atari flashbacks, the portables, and all that good stuff. We have the, the Nintendo Minis. We have that new PlayStation Mini coming out. Supposedly there's going to be a Nintendo sixty four Mini. All this stuff. What would you like to see? What three games would you like to see on an Atari 5200 flashback if they made it? And we'll start with Matt. Okay, well, I'd want to see Countermeasure because it's a 5200 exclusive and it wasn't on, it wasn't on anything else. It, it, it'd be kind of cool to showcase that to people, I think. Star Raiders, because it's the best version of Star Raiders. We all know that. And Rescue on Fractalus, because I think that's a pretty cool game. It came out on a lot of computers back in the day, but the 5200 version is real nice, and it's it's kind of unique. Yeah, I always like how that alien would come into the ship if you don't get rid of him soon enough as you pop up in front of that screen. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that scared the crap out of me. Yeah, I lost my cookies really a few times on that game. <laughs> Mister, yeah, you know, um, go ahead. I just had a quick story about that. Um, I think it was the first year I did a live stream for the um, Extra Life Day uh, for Children's Hospital. Uh, I had had some folks chatting at me, and somebody said, play Rescue on Fractalus on the 5200. I'm like, you know, sure, why not? So we start playing it, and he said, uh, this guy said he would donate an extra 100 bucks if a certain thing happened. Of course, I've never played it, right? So I don't know. And he said, land and wait. 
So, <laughs> so I land and wait, and yeah, that, that, that alien pops up and says, beat us on the, on the screen. <laughs> My kids go, what? <laughs> and sure enough, he, he put an extra hundred bucks in for the charity. It was really great. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it was cool. Are you going to do another Extra Life this year? Yep, yep. I'm going to sign up and uh, start letting people know about that pretty soon. Cool. Oh, good. Cool. Have to make sure you share it on the page so other people can uh, follow along. You know, try to get a get some shots of that the wall of systems. You know, just kind of work our way through it. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Okay, Michael. What are your three picks? So my picks would be uh, Space Dungeon. Ooh. And I think I think that would be a great flashback, especially if they had dual thumbstick controllers. Oh yeah. I think that would work yeah, great. Yeah. Um, yeah. Kicks only because that's one of my favorites. Good game. And, and Vanguard. Oh yeah, that's a fun again, game. That's just one of, again. That's one of my favorite arcades. So how, those are all solid choices. Very. So how about you, Mister Reynolds? Yeah, for my three picks, I uh, I went with Pac Man Arcade, a homebrew. Oh yeah, nice. I just I just I really enjoy a good Pac Man game, and I, I you know that one really does a great job on the fifty two hundred. Does a great um, really shows off. I think that you know this this system is an arcade home arcade system kind of thing. It definitely does. Um, yep. Um, and then um, I went with uh, Adventure 2. Oh, yeah. And, and that's, a, that's a game that, like, I want to play more. I just haven't. Uh, and it just it just really seems like the kind of game I would really get into and, and enjoy. So, uh, And I think it's a, a you know, it, so many people loved Adventure on the 2600, right? Oh, yeah. So, so, you, so you bring this in on a 5200 flashback, I think you might draw some people. Um, and then uh, Sinistar was my oh, third pick. Was, I love I love that game. Oh, yeah, it's a great game. That's a good one. Well, my three picks would be, of course, Missile Command, Berserk with voice, Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, and (laughs) Tempest. Nice. Really nice. Oh, yeah. Now, Uh, now, of course, we'd have have to have it be compatible with the uh, the, uh, um, trackball. Oh, yeah. You've got to get your – make the flashback – Compatible with the track body. We'll see what they, they can do. do they the make new, a new new controller controller. 5200 flashback. And they can like make modern versions of the controllers. And a little <laughs> miniature trackball, a little mini trackball you plug in. Have all the kind of little little accessories you could buy for it. And instead of taking up the whole coffee table, it'll take up the side table. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's a more streamlined, more uh, sexy 5200. Anyway. Yeah, I would, I would buy it in a second. I can tell you that. Yeah, I think it'd be kind of cool, man. It'd be so cool. I thought, I, I thought it'd be a nice little subject to talk about. So, Mr. Matt, what do you have to say about Space Invaders? Space Invaders? Yeah. Never heard of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? What's that? What is that? Well, Space Invaders, if the audience doesn't know... Little little arcade game came out in 1978 by Taito. It was developed by Mr. Tomohiro Nishikado, who also developed the hardware to play the game on, which is, I think, a pretty impressive feat. Because at the time, they didn't have any development tools for uh, microprocessor-driven games, because there, there really weren't any. This is one of the first ones. So uh, he created all the, all the hardware himself, and it took about a year to do. Wow. So what? Uh, <clears throat> the gameplay is pretty straightforward. 
it's five rows of alien invaders that march in formation from the top of the screen down to the bottom. It's up to you to destroy them with your laser cannon. They march along with this like four-note beat. They sort of shuffle along right in time with it. This is one of the first games that had any sort of like musical sound during gameplay. It isn't much, but it does kind of keep the time. And I think it, I think it, one of the things that I like about it, like it really, it draws you in. They, uh, they return fire, but you do have shields that you can hide behind. You want to be careful because the shields will get damaged by the invaders' bombs as well as your own cannon fire. As the invaders are destroyed, the remaining invaders will start to move a bit faster, so they keep speeding up the more of them you pick off until they're. There's only one left, and he's zipping right down towards the bottom. On occasion, the UFO will fly across the top of the screen, and that's worth some bonus points if you destroy it. So if you get all the invaders, a new set will appear, and you start again, but they'll start out a little bit closer to the bottom, so you have less time to to take them all out. If they reach the bottom, it's game over, no matter how many laser cannons you have left. (laughs) Game over, man! (laughs) Had that happen to me too many times. So as everybody knows, it was a huge hit not just in the arcades, but at home as well. This is pretty much the game that put the 2600 on the map. It it drove system sales, and it's it's widely credited with making the 2600 a big success. People bought 2600 consoles just to play Space Invaders at home. And it's been ported to pretty much every console and home computer imaginable. A lot of licensed versions and a lot of unlicensed ones. <laughs> I know I played one called a Space Assault on our on our Radio Shack color computer when I was growing up. I don't think I think everything had some sort of form of it, you know. Oh yeah, it was yeah, everywhere, yeah. you know, Bally Astro K, the Fairchild Channel F. It was everywhere. Yep. And, and, and you know, um uh Keith Robinson talked about uh the whole Space Invaders thing that somehow uh with the way that the copyright or the patent or you know whatever was protecting the uh, the way that was filed it was somehow filed incorrectly so the the idea of this marching down aliens that fire at you um anybody could make a game that looked a lot like that as long as you didn't call it space invaders so that's a a story he's told at different cons and stuff and so you know when they were looking into it you know in television had a space armada and they were like very bold about that because they're like hey as long as you don't call it space invaders it can be whatever we want (laughs) it can be just the same thing so well, that so that's why that's why all of them had it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's still rec- still widely recognized. Forty years after its release, like I think the I think the little pixelated invader. I I've, I even saw one. Somebody had made one in the in the office building across the street from mine. They had put uh, made made one out of post-it notes. Never see people do that little pixel art. In <laughs> Just randomly saw that one day, and I was like, you know, that really is. That's almost an iconic symbol for video games in general. Like just oh, how yeah. just how enduring that thing is. So Matt, do you remember the first time you played Space Invaders? Oh sure. I was a I was a little kid and I uh had to stand on a stool to reach the, the control <laughs> panel. But I, I do remember playing it at a, I think it was at a bowling alley or something, but uh I thought it was super cool of course and uh my dad bought us the the space assault for our, our Radio Shack color computer at home, and I, I played that thing to death, like absolutely to death. It's not really the same. Like the the color computer had a an analog stick, kind of like the fifty two hundred does. Yeah. Except it, it doesn't it doesn't self center either. And in fact, it doesn't even have like a boot on it, so it's just very free floating. It's almost like a mouse, but with a joystick. It, it's really kind of weird. But that's how that Space Invaders game played was. The ship would just move on long, almost like a mouse cursor. So I just, but I played, I played that to death. 
and I, I, I loved it. So uh, a lot of fond memories of Space Invaders. And of course, all my friends had uh, Atari, and we played another 2600. I don't think I knew any kid that had a 2600 that did not have Space Invaders also. It was yeah, just the automatic yep. thing. Yeah, it's it's definitely out there. It's a very common cartridge to find. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, there's one. I think it was the only one that got reprinted, like in all four label variants. Yes. Uh, yep. Correct. Yeah, I remember when I first saw Space Invaders Arcade. It was at my local arcade, and I absolutely loved the cabinet art. It's a very oh, yeah. good cabinet, especially with. I always liked the ones that have like the uh, the projection type image on the back of the moon and the sky yes mm. that is so awesome looking yeah that's very cool and Didn't i they really use like, like a... it the bass is turned up on the thing too mm. yeah it has good explosion sounds oh like yeah so rick where'd you first see space invaders I was trying to think about that i, I definitely have memories of playing it but I, I i don't think i have that sharp memory of the first time um, it just kind of blends in with all the other arcade games that I was playing at the time. Obviously, one of the real early ones, you know. Um, uh, but yeah, I do remember playing it, and um, and I, I seem to recall, I don't know, maybe some older kid, an older friend, or something like that, you know, telling me about, hey, you, you know, you really want to take them out in vertical columns at the sides, because I was trying to, you know, knock them. They were coming down at me, so I was getting all the lower ones, right? <laughs> go all the way across to get the lowest ones, and then go all the way across to get the lowest ones. And I was never passing like level one. Right? <laughs> He's like, "Hey, hey, get them on the side so they don't, you know, so they don't march down on you." So, um, I, so I actually remember some older kid you know, explaining strategy to me uh, on that game when I was small, uh, when I was younger, or whatever. Um, and, and and this game is also, um, I was learning to program. Uh, you know, we had a Commodore 64, and we actually got one of those real early in the in the run. Like we actually had a pretty low serial number <laughs> Commodore 64. Like my dad was like right on top of that. Um, but I I I don't know if it's this, if it, if I did this on the C64 or my, my dad had a pet a Commodore pet at work that he would sometimes bring home. And I I, I want to th- I think I might have memories of trying to program it on the pet like I'd learned basic and was doing funny things with you know just print statements just character graphic stuff, and I remember printing out the um, the uh, the guys to march across the screen. Uh, and I was using the pie character that, that was that you could get on the Commodore <laughs> set <laughs> for the aliens. Pie and, and I had. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I had them moving, and then I was getting to the point where I was adding the sh- the, the 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 missile to fire at them. And uh, every time I hit my missile fire, everything would freeze as the missile moved its way up the screen. And then I realized, oh, I can't do it that way. <laughs> and I didn't, <laughs> you know, I didn't know enough at the time to like make an event loop that would you know go through all the different things that need to be running and stuff like that. And I, and I quickly realized, oh, this might be more complicated than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. As they move across the screen, three point one, three point one four. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How about you, Michael? So this this was definitely the first arcade game I've ever played. Uh, I remember it pretty distinctly. Uh, so my my dad worked for IBM in the seventies, and he was on a like they had a, they were big onto like. Like had they had softball teams and they you know they, a lot of, a lot of employee events and I remember like my dad was on the softball team and I used to hang out there and you know and afterwards they'd 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 go out you know to like a restaurant or a bar or whatnot and I remember distinctly like one of the places they went to had had Space Invaders 
so I guess my dad just to like keep me away from you know their his group and whatnot <laughs> gave me a couple quarters to play and that's that's the first time I played it. It must have been seventy probably seventy eight seventy nine. Oh, that's awesome! And then uh, a couple of years later, I got my twenty six hundred and Bam. that Christmas and with with Space Invaders and Asteroids. So you know that was very smart on Atari's part to get that game for the 2600 that was definitely a killer app for that console still the best yeah I love the 2600 versus Space mm-hmm. Invaders it's so much yeah that's fun. pretty awesome yes yeah, has, has anybody read a, an official anything from the um, at games folks with all the, the different flashbacks that don't put that version on the Atari flashbacks uh, they put the more arcadey looking one I had heard that Taito does not like the 2600 version of Space Invaders. So they don't. They won't allow it to be put on any of those hmm. consoles. That's what I had heard. I'm not 100 percent sure. Hmm. But if you hmm. got an Atari flashback port, well, you can just download the ROM and stick it on there, and then you got it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just it's just such a weird a weird thing. You get this Atari console and a very distinctive you know game yeah. for it that just screams 2600 is not the one you expect. It's kind yeah, of a weird Call experience. Of Space Invaders is what it is. Yeah, it's that's not very too strange. bad of a game. It's not too bad, but I I prefer to have the twenty six hundred version of Space Invaders on there. Yeah, you get all the variations with it, you know, the moving shields and invisible invaders and all that mm-hmm. stuff. I, I can hear Ferg getting all excited. We're talking about the twenty six hundred. Oh well. Okay. So, so Rick, your 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 dad bringing home a pet Commodore pet from yes. work. That yes. was that was a pretty heavy machine. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I have I maybe I'm misremembering it, but I have memories of that thing being on our you know in our dining room. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know I I don't know what he was doing with it. You know that he needed to bring it home on the weekend or something like that. But um, uh, yeah, yeah, it, it's a it's a big it's a big machine. <laughs> yeah, no, we had one. Uh, that was actually my first computer was a Commodore PET. And uh, yeah, no, it was with it had a built-in cassette deck and monitor, and yeah, yep. but it, it it was a beast. It was... <laughs> it's the, it's the first computer I ever touched, and um, yeah. my my dad more or less it was like take your kid to work day, or you know probably mm-hmm. wasn't it probably wasn't that they probably didn't have that back then, but but he had taken me to work for some reason, and uh, it more or less to occupy me. He sat me in front of it and gave me the little so you've got a pet, you know, kind of how-to manual thing that had basic programs to type in. Mm-hmm. He goes here, see what you can do with this. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Now we know yeah. where you get it from. Yeah, oh, yeah. right. Oh, yeah. I was hooked. <laughs> <laughs> so then, of course, we got a port to the Atari 5200. Now, it's not the arcade space invaders. And when we picked, <laughs> when we picked this game uh, on our last recording, I had in my mind the Atari 8-bit version of Space Invaders, which has that rocket on the left-hand side and everything. Mm-hmm. That's a horrible Space Invaders game. <laughs> I had that in my head when we picked this for the episode. Now, playing this version of Space Invaders on the 5200, I mean, it's got a lot of colorful graphics on it. It has a lot of freaky-looking aliens <laughs> as well. Of course, one of my favorite aliens is the one that kind of like does the line dance. It's bouncing back and forth on the screen. That's probably one of my favorite aliens to shoot repeatedly. <laughs> but... <clears throat> It's not actually bad, that bad of a game. It, it plays really well. One of the things I did notice is, if you look at the box art of this game, did you notice that the aliens have wings? Yes. Yeah. 
They kind of look like Galaxian mm. guys or something. I think they have a an identity crisis. <laughs> but <laughs> it's cool must. looking box art. You know, I've always liked the Atari artwork on their boxes. What do you guys think of the artwork on the box? I think it's pretty cool. It's a, it's a different take on it. You know. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. They they did definitely try to to change the look of the artwork up to match the different look of the game, and I think that's that's a good a good call. And the story in the manual is pretty well illustrated as well. Oh, oh who's going to read the story? Got to read the story. <laughs> who's volunteering? I think Rick said he wants to do it. He's got yeah. that great hey, singing voice. There we go. <laughs> I don't have it in front of me. I'd have to find it on the, on the net real quick. Well, as we uh, pause for a little station identification, <laughs> Rick's going to find the page to read <laughs> the story of Space Invaders. You are a recent enlistee in the Earth Defense Corps. For the past six weeks, you've undergone grueling and intensive training. Now you stand at attention, nervously anticipating the most critical section of your training, attack, counterattack. In preparation for this task, you've read, reread, and memorized the Space Invaders Manual. Okay, kid, you're on, barks your commanding officer. Quickly, you climb into a laser tank. A second enlistee follows you. You each settle into deep leather seats. Ooh, very descriptive of the seats. (laughs) (laughs) With a soft whirring sound, the automatic hatch cover closes overhead. As your eyes adjust to the dim light of the laser capsule, you begin to make out the controls. Mentally, you check off each knob, dial, button, and display. For the next several hours, you and the other enlistee will operate these controls to defend your planet in an attack simulation. The screen in front of you lights up. A column of bomb-dropping aliens advances towards you. What next? For a second, your mind goes blank. Have you learned your lessons well? No time to refer to the manual now. Your commanding officers are watching, and it's your show. Ta-da! <laughs> Ta-da-da-da. Awesome. <laughs> cool. <laughs> So what are your, let's discuss some general thoughts on this port. Uh, we'll start with Matt. What do you think of this port to the 5200? Um, it's it's kind of weird. Like, I just could not shake the feeling that this this wasn't really Space Invaders. I don't know. It's, <laughs> you think the programmers were hitting the mushrooms too much? <laughs> Atari was a pretty wild place back in the yeah. day. So it, it could have been that. Yeah, they, I don't like that they... I like that they have extra animations. I think that's pretty cool. But it throws off the whole marching and beat with the with the sound thing, mm-hmm. and it's 
the the whole transformation thing that they do, they they turn into something else and the sound stops completely. That, that just throws me off. I don't like that. <laughs> but it's still it's still a pretty decent game. I mean, I played it for for a lot longer than I thought I would. I, I can say that much about it. I think if I'd had it back then, I, I would have grown to really like it. It's just different. I don't know. I don't know why. I wonder. I often wonder what made them decide to uh, change it up so much. You know they had a proven hit with it and maybe they just felt like by 1982 or 3 they needed to do something a little more yeah I'd, I'm not sure it'd be kind of cool to track down Eric Manheis who did the programming on this maybe mm-hmm. yeah, and Marilyn I guess Marilyn Churchill Thurer who did the graphics be kind of cool to uh, try to talk to them and see what was behind the design of this game because it is very different from what you expect it to be Right. I mean, they really could have called this something else. No one would have thought anything of it. Yeah, stoned invaders or something. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but there is a there's a bug in this game. I, I try to find yes. a corrected ROM because I was determined mm. to beat your score, Matt. I hate you so much. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a, a glitch in this game for the 60-point UFO. And you shoot this crazy thing. You see the 60 points pop up, but you don't get the value. You don't get those points. No. And I saw it happen. I was I played the game, and I saw this. I knew what my score was. I hit the UFO, and it did not increase. I was like, man. Yeah. And I never really noticed it until, you know, Michael pointed it out that, that it does that. I, I played it a bunch of times, and never noticed that before. It's, it, it's amazing that... It, I mean, obviously, you know, their their QA department was sleep at the wheel on this one because, uh, I mean, 60 points is a lot in this game. Oh, yeah. And if you only have, have, you know, 50 or 60 points when you hit that mothership and you get 60, and then you're, yeah, yeah. yeah, And if your score, (laughs) your score doesn't increase, I mean, that that should have been glaringly obvious to them. And that's happened to me quite a bit playing this game. Where you really don't want to hit for sixty, when you know that bug, you want to hit for thirty or whatever you know 10, the highest 20, is. 30, after yeah, yeah. you yeah. hit sixty, you're like, oh crap. <laughs> that's, and that's yeah. all based on how many shots you fired at. You know, the, uh, correct. It, the the mm-hmm. value of that UFO varies depending on how many shots you fired on that screen, which is kind of neat. But it is a very very low scoring game. Oh yeah. You do now, a lot of work for not a whole lot of payback. From what I read, especially with the 8-bit version, and I think the 5200 is, is a port, and then they modified it, is that they they were lo- really trying to go for something much different than what was already out there, you know, what they've already done. And if you played the 8-bit, it is a lot different. Yes, it is. Than yes. even the 5200, and it, it, it's really bad. Yes. I mean... The fifty the the eight bit version. There's no shields. There's a rocket ship on the side that, <laughs> I, you know, if I had to read what it was because I didn't know it was a rocket ship. <laughs> it looked like some kind of space alien with you know little feet. Yeah, with babies. <laughs> yeah, it's the problem not a the, good looking rocket ship. No. Rocket ship. The problem with the fifty two hundred version is the port. It, when you when the when the invaders scroll to the left. It's still taking into consideration that that rocket ship is there. Yes. 
So the invaders don't move all the way to the left of the screen. They do mm. move all the way to the right, but not to the left. And that's that drives me crazy when I'm playing this. Because it makes it very difficult. You know, I yeah, noticed that, but I didn't know anything about the 8-bit version. Uh, I, I just finally saw a video, game, a little gameplay of the 8-bit version today for the first time. So I didn't know about the rocket and, and whatever. And I'm playing it, and I'm like, what, what is what is it? it felt weird I, and I couldn't put my finger on it I realized they're not going all the way to the left and like I, what is that <laughs> and I had the pleasure when I, cause I was at the Atari party uh, a couple weeks ago I actually asked Bill I'm like can I play the Atari 8-bit version of Space Invaders which oh, you have the cartridge for brave man yeah <laughs> so I, I, I've never actually played it I've seen I've seen screenshots but I never actually played it and yeah it was it, it's not a pleasant game you know, the 5200 is, is a lot better than the 8-bit version. Yeah, so I, I, I'd, I'd heard that. And like I said, I've only, I have never played it, so I've only seen the video of it. So um, obviously the, the, the barriers, the guards, uh, whatever you call them, uh, the, are, are missing. Is, is, is it just control bad? Because like, it seems like it's pretty similar when you watch a video of it. What, what makes it so much worse? It's silly how much worse it is just because of that stupid rocket ship. I mean, it looks ridiculous. <laughs> like, what? What is that? I mean, I, I don't. They just dropped the ball on that artistically. Like, it shouldn't really even be there in the first place. And it's terrible. And the way that the, uh, the way it does things, like in the fifty-two hundred version, they get kind of all the way to the bottom. They do the transformation thing, and then this rocket ship comes and picks you up, and then it basically starts again with them back at the top. I think the 8-bit version, I'm pretty sure it just keeps going with them stuck at the bottom like that, which is kind of like the arcade, but it makes it I don't know, I think pretty much impossible once you get to a certain point. Mm. That, that was my big problem. Yeah, and the, the 8-bit the 8-bit doesn't have shields at all. No. So you don't have those bases at all. Right, and that's a huge part of the strategy of the game is using those. Yeah. So. You think that breaks it enough, just not having those? I, I don't I, know. I, <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it would have been it would have been nice if it was an option, like the twenty six hundred version where you had a game select and you know oh, you yeah, yeah. shields or no shields. But I don't. It wasn't even an option. So yeah, there's no real options in it. No. Hmm. But the fifty two hundred version really grew on me. I, I when I first started playing it after we you know we talked about it. Last episode, I, I was kind of disappointed, but as I started playing, I actually enjoy this version. It is it is challenging. I mean, there there I play a lot of games where I can't get past the first wave, and mm. then I'll play games where I get to almost the animation, the intermission screen. But I, I have yet to see that intermission screen, other than other yeah. people playing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I usually lose it at that last, and, and it's it's the screen where. The invaders look like, kind of look like the ghosts from Pac-Man. That's yeah. the best way I can explain it. I thought they, the, the, I thought they kind of looked like uh, the ghosts from Mario, the Boo ghosts. Yeah, the King Boo. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You're right. Yes, you're right. Yeah. You're right. yeah. They're all, they're all the same. Yeah. yeah, it's a better analogy. The uh, manual calls them the crystalline invaders. So oh, it's well, I do strange. know. I do know that the uh, the shot. Uh, algorithm in this game for the invaders is brutal for me. It's like they seem to know when to shoot to hit me. Yeah. Well, I found a good strategy. Is like your, my instinct with the classic space invaders is just kind of stay right, like 
go left and like juke back right if they shoot at me or whatever and just kind of poke out from underneath the shield and take shots at them. Well, we but with this one, I found out. You said you were drunk when you played the game and got that high score. So we <laughs> know your strategy. Also, that is also a good strategy. I still, <laughs> still but I with this one, that. I would it just work that well. <laughs> I ended up spending a few you, hundred bucks on eBay. You had rum. That's the, <laughs> it's the wrong thing. You gotta stick with the beer. There you go. <laughs> so, Rick, what what did you think of this version of Space Invaders on the fifty two hundred being a new guide to the fifty two hundred? Well, yeah, I mean, given the strength of the arcade ports on this system, like that, you know, they were they were selling it as bringing the arcade home. You know, that was the uh, I think the the real impetus behind this thing. Uh, I I kind of expected a Space Invaders, you know, that looked like the arcade to some degree, right? Yeah. <laughs> or at least or, or, or at least an option. Like one of the things we you know, we talked about how how odd they look. I'm surprised that given again the focus of this platform being kind of bringing the arcade home, that there wasn't an option for a more arcade. You know, set of graphics, yeah. Um, but yeah, so um, I, I think I like them coming in from the left side. I mean, I, I know that um, <laughs> after having seen the eight-bit version with the, the weird rocket there, uh, it's kind of like the rockets there, but it's off-screen and they're coming, <laughs> they're coming in, <laughs> they're still coming from the rocket. But um, if you don't know that, which I didn't know, uh, I kind of, I kind of like that because it's, it's like it gives you a head start on the level, right? You can start picking them off. Because um, they have a lot further to go in that first march across the screen before they'll drop down. Yep. And so uh, I, I do kind of like that play element, that kind of moving you forward a little bit on that as you start the wave. Um, it, it, I think what what takes you what takes you out of it, at least for me, is is the uh, animations. It's there's something in my brain that wants the space invaders to march in time with the beat of the, of whatever's happening, right? You know, yes. the original one, the yes. original one had that, had that four tone bump, 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 and they all moved to that. Right. And yeah. then when the 2600 port came out, they didn't have that bump, but it had more of a marchy, you know, like sounded like marching feet or something. But again, they yeah. moved in time with that. And this thing just kind of, it's like, there's just a soundtrack of, chuck, 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 and they're just kind of, <laughs> Flowing along, this weird having a party, pulsating whatever you know, it, it, and it doesn't feel like it matches the sound. Uh, wow. uh, yeah, and, and I expect that from a space invader. So that I think that is always jarring to me when I'm playing it. It's just a ta -ta 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 -ta. It, it's weird. I don't know. It's kind of strange um, because it doesn't match visually. What you visually and sound aren't aren't syncing up at all uh, for right. that for their marching. And I think that's what makes me feel weird about it because like i've played space invaders ish games on many many consoles right i mean it came out for everything and um i enjoy that this format of a game you know i'll play it on the channel f i'll play it on the valley astrocade you know it, it's always kind of a fun thing but there's something weird about this one and i and i really think it comes down to that disconnect between the marching sound and the way they're actually moving um they they, they move it it doesn't look like they're marching right it, it looks like they're moving within a little space <laughs> The, and, and that space is floating as they move across, right? <laughs> I mean, like I think it's the I think it's the third wave, which is the second set of aliens. The, the very bottom one, it looks like there's a fish in an invisible goldfish bowl, and he's kind of going back and forth or something. <laughs> it's it's just really strange. Um, and, and like I said, I'm, I'm kind of used to odd odd designs on these kind of games. You got to do something to differentiate. But there's just I don't know. There's something about the way they move, and it doesn't match the sounds that kind of is disconcerting. I guess. 
Um, I, I, but in terms of gameplay, like it is a pretty fun version. Like I do enjoy it when I'm playing it. I think it's one that I'll probably get out. You know, when I'm all right, let's do some fifty two hundred tonight. I'll probably pull up Space Invaders when I'm doing that. Um, I, I really like the um, uh, the rapid fire. Like it, it's it's not really rapid fire. It's, if you hold the button down, it will fire continuously when you know the the, the shot hits whatever it's going to hit. Right as soon as, soon yes. as you're able to fire again, mm-hmm. it will yeah. fire again. Yep. And um, and if if the if, the, if there's a if there's a line of invaders that's kind of low, you can actually pick a line of them off pretty quickly if you just hold that button down and kind of strafe uh, left or right or whatever. You can kind of pick, 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 right across because uh, it because it keeps up with you. And it, that's a really cool uh, something that you that's very distinctive in terms of not like the arcade. The arcade is very much punch it and it fires and punch it and it fires and it's, <laughs> it's got a very different feel on that stuff. Um, it it does make it harder to count your shots though. Yes, because uh, if you're underneath the shield or something, it'll blaze away at the shield, and you, right, there's no right. there's no way of knowing how many shots you fired. But that's not really it's not really a big deal, but it's just kind of different. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I the the wild the wild uh, changes to the to the invaders. You know, it's every two levels a new set comes out, right? Um, at least for the first three changeovers or whatever until they turn into the Mario ghosts. <laughs> but, um, uh, I was kind of surprised though in all of that, the, uh, that the mothership doesn't change. I kind of expected that to change yeah. along with them, but I, th- I think the mothership design is the same all the time. Um, uh, but the, uh, the, and the other thing I kind of liked about this that I, I, I don't think I've seen in any other space invaders. I, I don't think so. Is, um, if, if, uh, if you lose your last man, if your man gets destroyed, your, your, your base gets destroyed, the game keeps playing and you can't do anything and they just march their way all the way down until they land, right? <laughs> That's them yeah. thumbing up there, you know, thumbing at you. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like it's kind of like yeah, you destroyed, and guess what? They're going to land and take over your planet now. You get to watch that. They're coming down. So. <laughs> Deal with it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of it's kind of uh, I, I'm playing along and I'm like, oh, they're still going. And I, do I have another life? And I'm hitting the button. Nothing's happening. I'm like, oh, I see what's going on. They're just kind of rubbing my face in it, aren't they? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Did uh, any of you guys try playing the game with the trackball? I tried, uh, and yeah, found out my too. trackball doesn't work anymore. So, oh, <laughs> oh no, <laughs> that was sad. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I found out my left button doesn't work. Oh, yeah, the the right oh. one works fine. So I played a little bit that way. Uh, it's it's not bad. It's not bad. I just I, I just prefer the joystick in this game. Yeah, though. I prefer but. the joystick on this particular game over mm-hmm. the trackball myself as well. It, it I, controls I really well. I didn't think the um the fifty two hundred stick was bad on this one. Um, no, there's no, a there's a not. there's a good solid s- section of dead in in the middle that you don't feel like you're losing control of your base as you're moving left and right. the The only complaint I had about it was the the, the fire button on the left. I, I felt like my my thumb was getting. A little tired of that one, but uh, the stick itself is doing fine. <laughs> now, did any of you guys try the uh, graphics hack by Pac-Man Plus that changes it over to the arcade version? Yeah, yeah I, I did. Gave it a shot. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hadn't downloaded it yet, so I didn't give it a shot. It's pretty nice. I mean, it looks like nice. the arcade version. It's it's pretty cool. It still doesn't sync up with a no, <laughs> no, no. It, <laughs> it, still it does. <laughs> My, I just, just can't make you my, happy. Yeah, I know. I'm just, I'm just complaining. I don't know. <laughs> one of my, one of my biggest disappointments with this game, it's not so much the gameplay, it's the fact that, so okay, so Atari had a huge hit with Space Invaders with the 2600, and a lot of that was 
the game variations. Right. I'm surprised mm. they didn't have more game variations with the 5200. Yeah. 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 Because oh, that, that's what really made that game a lot of fun. You know, the, the, the zigzag, zigzag, visible. Two player at once. Oh, that's awesome. Two player at once, yeah. I mean, there's so many things they could have done. I don't know. And it's just it's just a shame they didn't capitalize on that. It is too but, bad. Yeah, it's... Because I actually... I, I mean, my go-to for Space Invaders will still be the 2600, and that's one of the few Atari games that I'd rather play the 2600 version than the 52. Well, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm with you on that, yeah. too, as Ferg is yeah. dancing in the streets right now. <laughs> <laughs> in that... Um, in, in that thread on Atari Age where um, um, whoever it was, I'm sorry, that they put out the yeah, yeah, Pac-Man Plus, he put out the hack. Um, he mentioned in there, uh, it's it's actually just it's actually only 8K of code in a 16K yeah. binary. Yeah. yeah. So you know, I mean, it's not like they ran out of space or anything for these oh. these improvements that we're talking about, like in terms of like variations or putting an alternate version with different graphics or whatever. They they had plenty of space. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. they could have like fit a lot more in there. Kind of like a time thing. They were running late to get it out the door or something. Yeah, yeah, that's what yeah. it must be, right? Yeah. They must have run out of time to, to implement what they wanted. This this was a launch title, I think. Was uh, I believe so. Yes, it's a very common game. It's very easy to find. I know that for sure. Yeah, I see it yes. all over the place. So they they probably had limitations on what they could do to get out the door. Yeah, which explains you know the QA. You know why? You know <laughs> that sixty that sixty point, you know, mothership is uh, you you don't get any points for it. Yeah. So it was. It, and it's. I mean, I, I I enjoy the game. Don't get me wrong. I do enjoy this. And this, I pl- I played with both the uh, the regular the fifty two hundred controller and the master play clone, and really didn't make a difference to me. They no. both played really well. No, the the regular stick uh, works yeah. just fine with this one. Mm-hmm. And with that uh, that sixty point bug, the am I right that the the point values you can get for the mothership, or you were supposed to get for the mothership, would be ten, twenty, thirty, and then sixty? I think that's right. Yeah, correct. I mean, that's all I ever saw. Uh, I kind of assumed that was kind of the the pattern or whatever. So sixty being the highest one, I, you know, kind of reeks of kind of a one off bug kind of thing in the programmer. Um, you know, where, where an index is off by one or something like that, and it doesn't doesn't do mm, what yeah. it should do in the list or something. Yeah, they forgot to carry the one or something. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to find a uh, a corrected ROM out there, and I never did find a corrected ROM. I think those sprite hacks. Did the sprite hacks fix it? I don't think so. No. I mean, I was you trying everything I could it. to find a fixed ROM so I could beat your score, Matt. <laughs> I was determined. Yeah, as much as I complained about this game, I played the heck out of it. So, <laughs> oh, obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you know. Let's talk what about high scores here. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm, Matt, what'd you get for a high score? Uh, I actually broke the ten thousand point Oof. barrier last wow, night wow, for man. the first time. So I got eleven thousand nine hundred and ten. Holy cow! Wow, dude, what are you, some kind of Rain Man or something? I got uh, the little mothership screen twice, and I think the yeah, game honestly just repeats game, after yeah. that. So, uh, I think if you can, if you can, if I could just get the hang of it to, at that point, I could maybe, maybe play it as long as I wanted. I don't know. 
you had to play that game for quite a while because you know these point values for the invaders 10 15 20 points yeah holy cow <laughs> you got to play this game for quite a while to get that type of score yeah it takes a while and there's some of them that are that are got to be even lower right because i mean it's not like your score is always in in five or zero that yeah, yeah right well, look at the there's gotta be stuff that's like yeah one or two points or something I'm thinking. <laughs> it's pretty low. Mm-hmm. It's pretty low. Nevertheless, it's pretty low. So, Mr. Rick, what kind of score did you get? I felt pretty good, frankly, about my 2,998. Almost hit 3,000. Um, I did not get to that first animation screen. I was like, I think I had five guys left on the screen or something and, and when I uh, on the screen that would have, you know, as I understand it, gotten me to the, the animation screen. Yeah, it's right after the ghosts. Um, yeah, yeah. So I got to the ghost level, and I just never could clear that whole level. And uh, something I meant to mention before, I, I saw it specific. I saw it a lot on the ghost level. Um, there will sometimes they'll be you know they're kind of down low, and one of the guys in the at the lowest row will just start this bullet hell of mm-hmm. just 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 a stream <laughs> of bullets, and like like I, I can't do anything but lose ships. Like I just. I just <laughs> There's there's not enough room to be, to pass. I, I I don't I don't know what to do. I can't cut through. I yeah. I lost like four ships on that screen, um, or four bases. Where you want to say, you know, and and I just was like, I can't get this guy. Like I I I, I, I lost ship after shift after shift, and each one of them scored zero points. I hadn't hit a single guy. <laughs> so I was trying to attack these things because again, this lowest guy was just dumping these laser things at me. Um, yeah. So I I I, I really want. To play it more, I want to see. The, be, I know I can get there. I know I can. I can get that past that screen and see the animation and stuff. But almost three k, two points shy of three thousand. Well, I can tell you how to get past that guy. Is yeah, you have to crack open another beer. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. <laughs> That's the drinking strategy. Yep, I, right. I see. So, Mister Mike, what kind of score did you get? I had around twenty one hundred. Ooh. Same, 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 same problem that Rick had. I, I can't get past that that last wave with the ghosts, and I think I lost my last three guys just <laughs> right away right, as soon as I started the wave. Yep. So, yeah, I think I posted, but the score I posted with I think was a little shy of two thousand. Yeah, it was. But I was just, I was, yeah. yeah, I was playing a little while ago, and I, I cracked about twenty one hundred. Yeah, I just did a. Uh... About an hour ago, I got onto my YouTube channel. I did a live stream that I titled, I'm going to try to beat Matt's score. And I ended up getting 5,851. Oh, nice. That's good. So I definitely improved. Yes. <laughs> but I did meet, beat Matt's score, though. Yes, I hate you, Matt. Crack 10K <laughs> is pretty damn good. Crack yeah, 10K pretty is pretty damn good. <laughs> Oh you know, yeah. One of the things we mentioned earlier that I, I forgot to interject with is about game variations. This does have some game variations to it. I think it has like 12 of them. And the main difference between the, the game variations is the invaders can have bombs that will home in on you. Yeah, get a high score on that one, Matt. Wow. Oh, no thanks. And it has, <laughs> reduced, it has reduced lives, like three lives. So there is a little bit of variations to the game that you can, you can play. Mm-hmm. I forgot yeah. to interject that when we were talking about it. It just doesn't seem like there are as many, or there are. No, it, there, it there's mostly not. There's, seems like it's like uh, has to do with the, the bomb speed and whether or not they track you and that sort of thing. Yeah, like here's here's the options from the game select matrix. 
you have an option for five lives, three lives, slow enemy bombs, that's the one I should be playing, fast enemy bombs, that's the one that Matt should be playing, <laughs> slow and fast enemy bombs, that's the one that Rick should be playing, huh? and home in <laughs> enemy bombs, that's another Matt one right there. So like I did try that. 12 different games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 12 different game variations, which you know, is not as much as you would think you can do. You know, they could have easily added a two-player simultaneous option on this, which I think would have added a lot to the game. That would be a lot of fun if two people playing like yeah. 2600. I think that would have been really enjoyable. Or different size bases like they have on the 2600. Mm-hmm. Would be kind oh, of yeah. Cool. Do you guys have any final thoughts on Space Invaders? As the crickets oh. go on. <laughs> I think we've said it all. Said it all. Said it all, man. All right. Awesome. So, on a scale of 1 to 10, what would you rate this game for someone to pick up? 1 being keep it in the trash, 10 being <laughs> caress it lovingly. Oh, wow. Hmm. Matt? Um, I, think, I think I'd probably give it about about a seven. Seven? Ooh. It's not bad. It's not. It does grow on you. Ooh. I'd give it a seven. Matt's going old Deadpool on it. What about you, Rick? <laughs> I was thinking kind of middle of the road, maybe a six. Um, oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, Michael? Yeah, same with me, a six. Six? And I, I would think a six as well. So overall, mm-hmm. we give it a rating of six, which is not bad. It's a fun game. Very enjoyable. I like it. And it's it's. I mean, it's so common. It's it's cheap to pick up. Very cheap. Last time I yeah. saw it for sale uh, was at uh, a video game store I visited this week. Lost Ark Video Games. They had a copy there. I think it was like four ninety five or something like that. Okay. Yeah, fairly cheap. They had a they had a bunch of fifty two hundred games. A Bounty Bob, uh, Minor Forty Nine or whatever. Had a bunch of them over there. Anyway, what is our game that we're going to mess around with next, Mister Matt? Um, how about Moon Patrol? Alright. What do you guys think about that, Moon Patrol? No, I love Moon Patrol. So I'm excited about this one. Yeah, we just covered uh, Space Patrol on the Intellivision on our last uh, last episode. So, uh, Oh, now Paul's dancing in the streets. We just mentioned <laughs> yeah. televisionaries. Yeah, that's right. Get right back into that again. So. Alright, yeah. Awesome. So until well, next time, everyone... Keep that 5200 alive, plugged in, and retro game your living daylights out of it. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening.